Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Gene. How you doing? Oh, fine. Uh, I'm in St. Louis. I'm a truck driver also. Where are you driving today? I'm on my way to Seattle, Washington. Okay. What kind of weather you got? Still snowing up there? Uh, no, actually, it's nice and pretty, but it's cold. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do you travel with any animals? Yes, I have a rat terrier that travels with me. Oh, I got to love those rat terriers. Mm. So what's on your mind, Gene? Well, uh, I heard you say that gentleman called about the Dynavite. Oh, yeah, the weekly Dynavite call, yes. Right. I've got uh, two rat terriers and a Jack Russell. That's what's in the family. Uh-huh. And I could not get any of the three of them to eat it. Just didn't taste good for them. Right. All three of them, uh, I just wind up having to throw the dog food away, down the bowl, and... For me, I mean, expensive as it was, it, they just won't eat it. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Lesson learned, huh? Yeah, it was an expensive lesson, but uh, I've actually tried it with my do- brother's dog. He's got a spit, and he didn't like the taste of it either. Okay, well, it's not so, very palatable. Yeah, that's actually the first thing we've heard about its palatability. Yes. Of course, we think that you can get the same supplements in the food that you're feeding your animals. Well, this, the rat terrier I got now is only, she's almost seven months old. How much does she weigh? Uh, she weighed six pounds. Just like Judy's little rat yes. terrier, a little baby. What color? Yeah, she's, uh, she's a tri. Uh-huh, so's mine. She weighs five and a half pounds, and she's six months. Oh, so she's, she's right in the ballpark, then. Yeah. yeah. And is she healthy? Yeah, she is. Uh, the only thing is, being a truck driver, I just can't stop, uh... I have to run six to 700 miles a day, and yeah. so she gets out in the mornings and runs a little bit, and then I look, we get out together in the afternoons when I stop, and she runs around a little bit, and, but she doesn't seem to be as uh, feisty as my other one. Yeah, they're they're pretty active breed. What kind yeah. of food are you feeding them? I'm feeding their arms. Okay. The puppy chow, or the puppy type, and... She seems to like it real well. How's her coat? Uh, it's 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 nice and shiny. Yeah. The only thing things well, I got you on. I'm going to give her some treats, but I can't make up my mind on the treats for her. What are you thinking about? Well, I tried a cheese and a meat, and she doesn't like it too well. You mean actual and cheese and actual meat? Yeah, yeah. You you buy it at uh, Walmart. Dog treat. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's a meat with a little cheese wrap around it. It's oh. supposed to be real meat and real cheese. Like the little hot dogs, the little cocktail weenie things. Right. Yeah, okay. Man, she doesn't seem to like those too well. And after that, I just basically run into a brick wall. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, healthier treats in your local box store than that. And uh, I'm going to suggest uh, a couple of names. Animal Wellness makes a good treat. Natural Balance makes a good treat. These are treats that they'll go crazy for that are made with good ingredients. So I know you're on the, the road like 600, 700 miles a day, but I know you, you can park that truck for a second, hop into a Petco or a PetSmart, and say, do you have samples? Give me some samples of treats. 
And underneath the counter, near the cash register, they keep samples. And go ahead, give her a few samples, check the ingredients, make sure you can pronounce the names of all the ingredients. And if you can do that, she likes it. I bet you're on to a good treat there. But they do have samples, so you don't have to spend a lot of money on foods and then, and then it's hit or miss. Okay. All right. I'll give that a shot then. I appreciate your call today. Uh, all right. Thank you. Drive carefully. Give your dogs, give your rat terriers a big old hug from all of us. I sure will. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I'm I'm barely holding it together. You're awesome. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Radio 1-866-405-8405. On the way, this is pretty cool. You remember Alex the parrot? The African gray, yes. Very intelligent bird. Would he speak? Why does that sound oh, familiar? Yeah. yeah. He knew shapes and colors, and he could actually, I believe, hold conversations. Yes. 400-word vocabulary. I'm sure you reported about him once or twice, Bobby. It sounds familiar to my little mind. Well, he passed, uh, I guess, how long ago? Uh, in September, oh. I believe it was. September. Oh. Yes, he was very young. At 30, 31 years old, of course, birds 31. live a long time. Yes, he Whoa, told... Uh, especially parrots. Yes. He told his guardian, you know, see you tomorrow, good night, I love you. And uh, when she woke up the next day, he had passed away. And his guardian will be joining us, Dr. Uh, 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 Pepperberg. Yes, Dr. Irene Pepperberg. Okay, she'll be joining cool. us in just a few minutes. What do you got coming up in the news, Bobby? Well, remember we talked about rapper DM. MX, oh. Speaking of past news stories, mm, yes. he was sentenced and he's going to be a guest of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, my favorite sheriff in America. <laughs> Give you all the details coming up in the news. Dr. Debbie's on the way here at one 405 of Lottie, the world famous Russian dog wizard, Vinny, Joy, Susan, uh, Dr. Jim Humphreys, Britt, and now you. Well, hi, Augie. How are you doing? I'm doing super. What can we do for you today? Well, I have two questions. Uh, we have a, a big old female that we rescued, and she she was housebroken. Now it seems like whenever she needs to go, she just walks up to the door. If you don't let her out right then, she just turns around and goes and takes care of her business. Okay. Is she doing both businesses or just, uh, just peeing? No. Well, I talked to my wife this morning, and... There was a couple of piles this last night, and then then again this morning. And okay. uh, we have an, we have another dog that we uh, rescued, and so we can't really distinguish, you know. But we think it's female. Okay, so the other dog is a male then. Yes. Okay. Now tell me about these doggies. Um, is she spayed? Is he neutered? No, she isn't. Okay. And how long has the uh, other dog been in the household? Well, he just kind of showed up at our doorstep 
a little better than a month ago, and because of the cold weather, we finally brought him in. And he's part of my other question, but uh, so he seemed to be doing real good. And then one time I did catch him going in the hallway, so I know he does it too. Okay. All right. Well, my first thing I'm going to tell you is I think we got hormones in action here. And you're actually treading a very dangerous line having a two unaltered uh, a male-female combination in your home. So um, last thing you want to have is that accidental litter. Um, but what you can be going through right now may be uh, some marking behaviors. And a lot of people are surprised to know that female dogs will mark. I see it all the time when I walk my dog in the morning. She will mark um, to give her scent in certain areas. And it's very possible between these two dogs together that we could have some hormone issues really kind of playing a role. Um, so that would be first and foremost that I'd say, you know, these, these babies need to get spayed and neutered, not for their own, only for the, you know, marking behaviors, but also for their own health. So How, uh, how often did the, uh, does the female go into heat? A female will go into heat um, about every six months, um, and that doesn't mean that her marking behavior is only going to be limited to those times. So that can happen year-round. Um, and so, yeah, I would say definitely I'd uh, see about getting both of these kids neutered. And, you know, beagles sometimes can be a little challenging when it comes to housebreaking. But if she was fully house-trained before, we've had a lot of dynamics change in your home with this, this new guy coming around. So that is really going to be something that I think, if you're going to keep this fella, that we need to get both of these kids uh, surgically altered. Okay. Uh, okay, that brings us to my next question. Like I said, uh, he's a uh, Chihuahua mix. I guess uh, kind of resembles the one you have there at your studio. Okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're really not sure what he is, but he, he kind of looks like a Chihuahua. It's and, a, it's and a wonder dog. Met. Yeah, we call it a wonder dog. You wonder what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we had uh, he hasn't been spayed yet or uh, neutered, whatever it's called, and. Uh, I was wondering if we were to do this to him and then somebody were to come claim him, uh, it, would we be held responsible? Well, you know, I guess I can't comment on so much the legality, but what I what I can advise you on is what I would advise anyone who finds a pet and uh, wants to try to find the rightful owner. Um, if you have shown good, um, just uh, efforts that you have tried to reasonably contact the owner or to make um, an announcement, whether you're running an ad in the paper, contacting shelters and giving physical descriptions and photographs, um, posting flyers in your neighborhood. Um, those are reasonable efforts. If you haven't done those things, then I think you would certainly have to look into doing some of those things before I would call this pet your own. Um, because sometimes it's as simple as the gardener leaves the gate open um, or the pet is... Uh, accidentally escapes out the front door. So it's not always necessary a case of abandonment or a pet isn't wanted. So I would definitely see about trying those measures to give yourself a little comfort that you can go ahead and claim him as your pet. Um, but once, you know, that's all been ex- extinguished and you've done those steps, then, um, you know, I've certainly seen folks that adopt pets and it's a rarity that you'll find the family looking years and years down the road. Um, but, you know, uh, trying all those steps and making sure you've had him screened for a microchip, um, all of those things may help him find his rightful owner if they're out there and if they're looking. 
Okay, now we did put out flyers, and we uh, we called the uh, animal shelter, and beyond that, we you know we were just kind of at a loss. In fact, my wife and daughter they went in the neighborhood door to door, uh, knocking on everybody's door, seeing if he belonged, and nobody would claim him. Good, good. So, yeah, I would say maybe just check with a local newspaper. That's probably one of the best ways that you can document that you've tried to find uh, the folks because that's on record and it's printed. And then it sounds like you're pretty close to, you know, claiming this fella as your own. And, uh, you know, you might check with your animal health control authorities in your local area about any kind of legal ownerships because I'm not a lawyer. I'm a veterinarian. Um, but this is, would be a great uh, question for a uh, legal advisor that is a vet, um, that is a, uh, animal rights uh, advocate there. Can we, can we get one of our lawyers on the phone? How about Adam Carp? Can you get him on the phone, Judy? Yeah, well, we should turn Get him on and we'll find out, because this is the first time we've heard that type of question. Augie, how long have you had the dog? Uh, about a month and a half now. Month and a half, okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to find a lawyer... One of our friend lawyers that uh, works in the animal field and asked them this question, we'll find out the legal issues. But, yeah, if you've made a good attempt to put up the flyers and then you can document it in the newspaper, uh, it looks like your little guy's found a new home, perhaps. Well, yeah. I uh, Like I said, we've made every effort that we could, you know, physically make, uh, except for putting something in the uh, local newspaper, and that is an idea. Augie, we appreciate your call today. Let well, us thank know. Thank you for your answers, and we are going to. Uh, well, we're going to get her fixed first, and then, you know, we'll get him taken care of. You know, in a few months. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie's answering your calls right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal people is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. 
Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Radio 1-866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pets. Coming up today, you'll love this. Remember Alex, the parrot to the African gray parrot? I know you remember this, Dr. Debbie. Oh, absolutely. I do. Do you, Judy? She- oh, I do. I remember talking to her, and we he came on the air real quick, and he can, he's got like 400-word vocabulary. Very interesting. He's got a bigger vocabulary than some of my ex-boyfriends, really? I think. <laughs> uh, Dr. Irene Pepperberg joining us. Is this her second time on? Yes, it is. We talked to her with Alex last year. Was it just last year? Oh, yeah. so few brain cells. Uh, Alex and Me is her latest book. It's a best-selling New York Times book right now. And we're going to have giveaways of that book. And she's going to be talking about Alex. We'll go to the phones with Dr. Debbie in just a second. And Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? We're going to be talking about a police officer in Washington State. Literally went above and beyond the call of duty. Rescuing a Labrador retriever from a rather stinky situation. I will have all the details coming up in the news. Oh, speaking of dog food, I needed to mention this. Judy, making her day. Her cameo. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a K. It would be a debut uh-huh. in uh, film and video. Making dog food a great dog food. A very it's, what do you call it? The quick and nutritious dog quick. chow. That's right, and it's approved by Ladybug herself. Oh, she loves it, and it's easy to make if you have a food processor and some pretty basic ingredients, and you can watch her make it. Yes. Nobody really sees her in the kitchen because... I don't go in the kitchen. But you do. I cannot believe you can cook. She, I she can't, can do it. but I can make dog food. Okay. It's, a, it's an easy recipe, so you might want to check it out. And I know in a time when... Uh, Economically, the times are to buck fifty a can for dog food. This is, you know, we you switch off. I know you do the canned food, and then you'll switch to the food that you make. And they get, I know she gets a good balanced diet, but I yes. notice that she actually grows a lot every time you feed her the food that you make. Yes, she like doubles <laughs> overnight, as long as she's not growing outwardly. Outwardly. <laughs> Uh, so head on over to AnimalRadio.com, and you can get the, the recipe as well as see the video. Doc Deb, answering your calls <laughs> at one 405 8405 Who do we have? We have John. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. John, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi there. How are you today? Good. I have a, um, a yellow lab. He's around one like one year two months um he's scratching and um i rescued him from the pound and um about six months ago and he had fleas when i got him so i was wondering i don't see any fleas i was giving them front lines but i don't know if i should continue doing that or if there's something that maybe can give him a bath and also um he shared so i've been um, feeding him like stuff him in his food with shed release. Okay. So I was wondering if you had any suggestions. Yeah, sure. Now, with the itching and scratching, does he uh, have any areas where he's losing hair? Do you see any spots of irritation, anything like that? No. It's just that he does a, an itching repeatedly. How often would you say he's itching? Um, he scratches probably like sometimes like three or four times in the evening, like 
Well, no, I mean, but it's a lot because a friend of mine noticed. Okay. So it, is it enough that you want to, like, you know, get him off the bed and, you know, shut the door so you can get a good night's no, rest? Is he not, keeping you up I with mean, the scratching? No, he's not keeping me up, but it seemed like it's uncomfortable for him. Okay. Well, definitely with um, with a history of fleas and even being in an environment where you have fleas throughout the year, that would be definitely something I would work very hard at making sure that we uh, treat that as fully as possible. Um, because one single flea can create the itch cycle for a long time. And especially for some animals who are allergic to that flea saliva, that that makes that itch even worse for them. So I would continue with Frontline. But, um, you know, there's some simple things you can do. Um, I would go to the kind of the lower back area right in front of the tail, and I would look for evidence of fleas, because if you've got fleas, that's going to be where I'm going to tell you to focus your efforts. And what you're going to be looking for is actually the little critters themselves, but also for basically flea poop, which is looks like pepper. And if you see anything like that along his skin, and it just fleas kind of like that area on the lower back on dogs, then definitely I would go full guns after the um, the fleas. And you may need to actually see your veterinarian for some other tips and tools because there are other medications that we may use as well. Um, but if right now I could stand there and look at your baby and say that there's no fleas and that's not playing a role, being a Labrador, they do tend to have, you know, a lot of uh, kind of allergic skin diseases. So um, things like supplements such as fatty acids can be helpful for mild allergies. Um, may not stop the itch completely, but can help with just general dryness and improve the overall coat and be kind of a natural anti-inflammatory. Um, and a young dog who itches also makes me think about the possibility of a food allergy. In very young Labradors, if I start to see them scratching and itching, and I'm not finding evidence of fleas or other types of critters, then I will definitely talk about getting them on a food um, that is designed for pets with allergies. Um, some of those may be based from different protein sources like uh, duck, uh, venison, um, but basically for some of these guys, they're just kind of... Their skin's wired a little bit differently. We need to come at it a little differently. Um, so I would definitely see about trying a food uh, trial with the hypoallergenic food for him. Okay. What is something good to, like, maybe bathe them in? Is there something that you can do at home? Yeah, for bathing, if if there's nothing actively going on as far as an infection on the skin, a good general all-around kind of anti-itch shampoo is going to be something oatmeal-based. Um, doesn't have to be medicated, and we wouldn't want to use something medicated unless we actually have that problem present. So um, you can go over the counter, go to your favorite pet store or your veterinary office, and get an oatmeal-based shampoo and even a conditioner. And a lot of the kind of uh, leave-on conditioners can have a nice soothing effect for several days. It'll wear off, um, but it's something you can do at home to kind of make them feel better. It's kind of like a doggy Aveeno bath, if you will. Um, so that might help make them a little bit more comfortable as well. Okay. So I say give that a whirl, John. You, you know, and I, I'm a Labrador lover myself, and um, one of my little babies has a lot of skin-related problems. So I'm kind of always... Uh, He's one step ahead of me, and I'm always trying to catch up and, and treat that skin. So keep up every effort you can, and, and you'll get them there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We are ready to take your calls. one 405 8405 
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Greetings and salutations on Animal Radio. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal. I want to take a few minutes of your time here to talk about something uh, that I've spotted in my neck of the woods uh, in recent days, my neck of the woods being Connecticut. Actually, actually, where I see this is right before you enter New York, and it's an enormous billboard that I think has been up since before Easter, and basically it has a picture of the most adorable little bunny rabbit you've ever seen in your life, and it has the words, we're not just Easter presents, we're a lifelong commitment. Now, the only thing missing is a billboard about 100 feet after that one with the word, duh, written on it. What idiot parents out there are bringing a, 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 a bunny home for their little girl or their little boy for Easter morning and regarding it as no different than a goldfish? Give it a name. Treat it like you would a toy. If it happens to die, we'll bury it in the backyard and have a really touching ceremony that we'll film on the the camcorder and we'll watch at your wedding. Oh, look, this is when Dad eulogized Hugo, my beautiful pet rabbit that I stopped playing with three days after Easter. Isn't it a given not to give a living creature flippantly to a little child? Never mind the fact that rabbits aren't the easiest pet to maintain in the first place. I mean, you can't just put them on a wheel like you would a hamster. There's a certain diet there. You don't know how many people I know who've done this, and within a week of having this brand new adorable bunny in the backyard, they throw it in a cardboard box in the backyard and are shocked when a fox has eaten it overnight. Nothing like an 11-year-old girl coming out to see her brand new bunny and screaming in horror to find it chewed up, chomped up, spit out, few bones left in the box. Parents have to start using their heads and realizing what is an appropriate gift and what isn't. A Furby is an appropriate Easter gift, not a bunny. But the fact of the matter is the store shouldn't be selling these in the first place. You shouldn't be able to look in the newspaper and say bunnies for sale. Unless the word play is before it and the number to call has a name attached that reads Hugh Hefner. Everybody should know not to do the, the who's the blame on the blame is on the parents and the blame is on the, the seller. Feel free to give a call in. Am I wrong? Everybody should know bunnies are not gifts. Unless their name is Kendra, and you're buying it from a man with a pipe in his mouth. I'm Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Thin pets live longer. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. America's weight control crisis is now affecting our pets. About 50% of all pets are overweight. If you keep your pets thin, studies show they'll live 15% longer. That's about two extra years on average. Why are they overweight? Well, they eat the wrong food. There's only one type of food your pet should eat, and your veterinarian can help you figure that out based on your pet's age, breed, lifestyle, and health risks. Another reason is they eat too much food. Pet owners underestimate how much their pets are eating, especially as it relates to how many calories they're burning every day. And finally, they eat too many treats. 
Nobody wants to stop giving their pets treats, but you should limit these treats to no more than 10% of the pet's daily caloric intake. So how do you downsize your dog? Well, to get rid of the extra weight, feed the food your doctor recommends, which may be a special weight-reducing diet. Don't feed free choice, which means there's food available all the time and your pet eats whenever it wants. Instead, take the amount of food your doctor recommends and divide it up into two or three meals per day. Limit the snacks and access to other food just like you would in a human diet. Start a walking program. If your overweight pet is really out of shape, don't push it too hard. Start with one block or about 300 yards every 10 pounds of body weight and do it twice a day. Early morning and late evening are best so you can avoid the scorching hot sidewalks, heat and humidity. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk on the way, as well as Vinnie Pan, party animal whose book is doing great. Very good. Guido's Credos. Check it out if you have. It's one of those books that's great bathroom reading. No, you know, <laughs> nice. it's stories. No. Well, it's short stories that you can do in one sitting and then come back later. Yeah, it's been in the men's that's bathroom. I'm going to get my own copy. Vladi, <laughs> yeah. the world famous Russian dog wizard on the way. And uh, Dr. Debbie, speaking of Vladi. He and I broadcasting next week live from the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. And I road trip. Yeah. 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 You wanna go? No, all I can think of is that scene from Animal House Road Trip. Yeah, really. Yeah, I wish it would I wish I could get that general feeling, but I know we're sharing a room in La Quinta uh for this few days. I haven't oh, been away from another movie. It really is. <laughs> Now, now, Bobby. We'll be reporting next week uh, from the Global Pet Expo and all the new pet products. You won't want to miss that. It's a $39 billion a year industry. I can't keep a straight face now. You can't get past that, can you? (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The rapper who calls himself DMX will be the special guest of Sheriff Joe Arpaio for the next 90 days. Earl Simmons was sentenced to three months in jail for convictions of theft, drug possession, and animal cruelty charges. Three of those convictions were felonies. The Maricopa County Superior Court also placed Earl on 18 months supervised probation. The animal cruelty charges were from a raid at Simmons Simmons Cave Creek home in Arizona in August of 2007, where sheriff's deputies discovered three dead dogs who were determined to have been abused by veterinary forensics. Is your dog a cat uh, or dog a little more flaky than usual, you know, like me? <laughs> it might be their skin health and not their little brains. Dogs and cats can develop more flaky skin in winter. That's because of heated homes and reduced humidity. Dogs can develop dandruff if they're on a low-fat diet. Vets Asp said the condition can be corrected with proper nutrition. High-quality pet foods contain essential fatty acids needed for a pet's diet. If the condition persists... A trip to the vet for a closer look might be needed. And the state of Maryland is allowing an untraditional wedding to take place on Valentine's Day. The Humane Society of Baltimore County will perform a cat wedding Saturday, February 14th at 3 p.m. with a reception to follow the non-denominational ceremony. 
The stunt, and it is, is for a two-for-one cat adoption program that's being run at the shelter. They're hoping to find homes for about 50 cats and kittens. There is even a bridal registry. It includes dog and cat toys, unscented cat litter, cat blankets, and stainless steel bowls. Hmm. You can find out more at BaltimoreHumane.org. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy, and Vladdy's answering your questions. The world famous Russian dog wizard. Thank you, thank you so much. But nevertheless, you know, just would like to share very quick uh, my memo. People love me and call me and email me and such and such. And sometimes I'm hearing like some people want me to change these little things. They want me to say, well, you know what? It's okay to spoil our dog all day long. It's okay to sleep on the bed. It's okay to do this and that. And, you know, we still want the dog listen us somehow. And this is the wrong. The people want me wants to uh, change the things and nothing to change. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to change my way of presentation. I tell the truth as it is. I think about myself, hell, like I am the well-bred dog. Mm -hmm. If I like something, I lick. If I don't, I bite. That is why when the people, when Vladi says, people listen. Who is this? This is Linda. Hi, Linda. Nice. Very, thank you so much for calling us. How can I help you? Well, I have a one-year-old English pointer, and okay. my husband and I both work during the day, so we have given her reign of the house. And Let me ask you one thing. Yes. If you po- what is her name or his name? Abby. Abby. She's female? Yes. So she's a little bitch. Okay. Is, uh, she's a kind of hyper dog all the time. Like somebody she comes ha- in and... <laughs> yes, she is a high-energy dog. And she's a hunter. My hu- husband has trained her for hunting. So. Oh, yeah. that's a very well to know. That's what I would like to... Uh, yeah, that's what was my next question. Okay, so what is your problem now? So um, we let her loose in the house while we're gone. And she'll be fine for a couple of weeks. And then we'll come home one day and she's chewed up the bedroom furniture. And then she'll be good for a couple of weeks. And then she chewed up the ottoman. And then if we okay. have her outside... Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're debating what do we do with her, you know, during the day. Do we kennel her up or do we let her loose? Sure. Then when we let her sure. outside, once we mm-hmm. leave her outside for a while, she gets so excited running around, she starts tearing out the grass. So Okay. Okay. So uh, let me ask you something. When you come home, are you telling him, I mean, telling, good girl, how was your day today? Uh, this type of the celebrations? Um... Yes, my husband more so than I. I try to yes, ignore her for about 15 minutes till she calms down. Okay. Ign- yeah, ignoring will not help right now, Linda. Okay. You have extreme situation. You need to take different term right now. What about uh, when you're leaving the house? You're just, uh, just living or you're just uh, telling her like some people tell their pets, please, baby, don't worry, I'm going to go pick up the 
I tell her, be a good girl, and then I give her a couple of activity toys, like things that keep her busy. So I give her a few of those. Okay, let me give you, because i got to tell you, I'm, I'm very serious about that. What you're dealing, you're dealing with the separation anxiety, which is a very hard thing to change it. Um, uh, industry success level is about 50%. My success level is about 90%. I am not bribing. This is the for sure. Okay. But you need to take some really precise uh, measurements or precise techniques how to fix it. What you need to do, it needs to, number one, it needs to break dependency from you. It means if she's chasing you around, try to lay down next to you, and I know what I ask you. But in Russia, we say, when you lost the head, don't cry about the hairs, because I'm going to tell you something you're not going to like. You have to, you have always have two choices, or just, you know, uh, chew it and swallow, or just spit it out, and continue to have your, your problems. And your, I tell you the truth as it is. So what I'm going to do, you have to just, if she follows you around, turn around, Block her and go on her. Say ah ah ah, like like the like going on her, like the Russian tank, you know, toward okay. her. So she was backs up. So Donna, even if it takes, use a compressed air device, like CO2 from bicycle mm-hmm. shops, or drop on the floor pop can, and say ah as she as she follow you around. She's she's not supposed to follow you around at all in your home. Okay. Okay. She's not allowed for a while. Uh, lay down. Of course, I don't even want to talk about sleeping in the bed with you, uh, jumping on the furniture. This should be just, I don't want to even talk about it because this should be just out of limits for sure. Okay. So, uh, she can, she doesn't allow even lay down even next to you when you're watching TV or something. She needs to lay down the dog bed maybe five, seven feet away from you. Okay. okay. So every time when you're home, you create some type of, it's not because you're bad, because you're a good actress, because you want to turn that scale around, which is, you know, in Russia we say sometimes in order to break the stone, you need to have another stone, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you try to undo it, what you've done, but you want to do it very decisively. Okay. So you break that dependency on you by following you around, by attachment toward you. Now, um, now about dependency more. I would like you to hire pet sitter who will come in your home for the first one week, two times per day, after that one time per, per week. Uh, what they're going to do, they're going to feed the, 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 somebody else will taking care of your pets. You're the bad guys or bad cops. Pet sitters or relatives, friends, somebody else are the good cops. They come in, they're giving the treats, they maybe feeding the dog, taking the dog for a walk and such and such. Next, I would definitely exercise the, a lot physically and mentally before I leave the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to make sure I'm going to take my dog on the walk uh, for one mile or run with her. If you don't want to do that, get the dog in the backyard, have some bowls or toys and make the dog run back and forth, back and forth, yes, back and forth, do, back, back and forth. We do because, that already. But you have to morning. do it before you leave the house. Uh, Linda, listen to me. You have to do it before you leave the house, not just uh, through the day. Before you leave the house, it's yeah. important. That's After what we do. Okay. In the morning. After put the okay. After that, that put the leash and collar on, on your dog, Linda, and mm-hmm. tell the dog, let's go sit stay. And focusing on the sit stay for one two minutes. One two minutes sit stay takes as much energy as one mile to run. Okay? okay. After that, I would like you to buy CD by name Canine Lullaby. Canine Lullaby. Good, good. And it's every time when you leave the house, I would like you to turn on that CD. It's a calming the dogs. If you will not find it, get the harp music. 
or harp music when the harps playing the strings emitting waves which is calming the dog down naturally okay uh, i also will give your dog bull stick uh my co-host hell is on another side of the um uh, america right now and he's the expert in bull stick he can tell us what the bull stick is about hell it's uh it's a uh, it's uh yeah it's uh <laughs> just tell it us it is it's a bloody show you can say it's a pri- i know it's a bullish private part of the body yeah, okay uh, linda he's just too sh- he's not the vladi he can't tell you it's a bu- it's a bullish penis and i got to tell you, you can laugh or not the dogs love it it's very safe it's not the raw hides and nothing like that you can give it every time before you leave the house okay thank you so much for calling us i really enjoy talking with you sorry for rushing you up because i need to tell you a lot of things i feel for you i care for you because it is a very difficult situation separation anxiety is the second reason when we're putting the dog down after aggression in this country but i will fix that things i promise you okay thank, thank you. you you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dogs' taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions on the way at 1-866-405-8405. We also have Joy Turner come on up, our animal communicator, as well as Bobby with the latest animal news. And of course, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard who, yes, I share a room at the La Quinta Orlando <laughs> next week as we broadcast uh, live from the Global Pet Expo. At the Orlando Convention Center, we'll have the newest, the best, the hottest pet products 
for you as, as uh, you know, each year they come out with the strangest new things. Last year it was dog wigs and cat toilets. You will hear about it first right here on Animal Radio. This is a trade show. It's not open to the public, but we're going to get you in there and we'll tell you about where to get these products. And we have giveaways. Every Ooh. product we talk about next week, we will have giveaways for you. One of each to give away. Very exciting. Let's go to the phones. John, John, hi, this is Dr. Debbie. Uh, hi, Dr. Debbie. Yes, I have two questions. Uh, one is an old issue with my 14-year-old Silky Terrier. Starting out with what that one. Terrier? She's a Silky Terrier. Oh, Silky, I'm sorry. Yes. And, uh, well, I practically since the day she was born, she has been licking everything in sight. Carpeting, the fence, cement. She oh does this regularly, and um, I thought maybe she was bored, so I put it on my lap, and she starts licking my pants. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. wondering, have you ever heard of such a thing? Yeah, I sure have. And she's always done this since you had her, huh? Yes. Some dogs, especially some of the really small dogs, have this excessive, I kind of call it an oral fixation, where they lick things. And to our annoyance, um, makes it hard to sit and watch TV if they're licking your skin. But it is a, a, basically a type of a um, anxiety, a compulsion that they have. So the important thing we need to do is to make sure that we, we don't reward when she behaves this way. We want to reward calm, quiet activity that doesn't kind of start her into this licking phase. And for some folks, you know, you might find that some things kind of make her lick more, whether it's your exposed skin, um, certain fabrics, things like that. So you might want to kind of watch that and avoid some of those little triggers. But, yeah, it it is a tough thing. And and there's always, we can always talk about behavioral medicines, things like that. But once you understand that this is kind of her way of coping um, and also um, looking for attention from you guys, um, that we just can't kind of give in to that. Um, So that's the way I would gear towards this. And the newest thing with her is um, my regular groomer closed their shop. I don't know if they went out of business. So I took her to a uh, chain store for grooming, mm-hmm. and they called me back so they couldn't do it. She'd have to be sedated to talk to my vet to yeah, so. have her sedated because uh, she was, I guess, unmanageable. Was she you know, trying to bite them or just a wiggle fest? <laughs> um, I guess she was. Well, I know she bites, but I warned them about that, but... I guess they couldn't deal with it for some reason, even though she's been groomed all her life. I wouldn't hold anything against your groomers. Um, a lot of older patients start to get a little bit intolerant of some of these things. So, um, you know, I talk to your veterinarian. If it is safe and, and she seems in good health, then there are some lighter tranquilizers, maybe not the more typical ones that we use for the average dog, but uh, some I'll use, actually use Xanax, believe it or not, um, in, in the right dosage that can actually be a little bit calming. And, uh, you know, we can uh, watch the patient cautiously with that. So hope that helps you out there, John. If you have a question for any of us here, here at Animal Radio, give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the gang is all here. Dr. Debbie is answering your medical questions at 1-866-405-8405. Vlade refilling on his beverage. Vinny Penn on the way. Animal communicator Joey Turner. Susan Sims. Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. And uh, Judy is 
Is she there? Oh. Yes. Very cool. Okay. She's waiting. You may I'm remember. so excited. Alex the parrot, who uh, just a very intelligent pe- parrot, made a lot of news. Yeah, uh, I think a 400 oh, yeah. word vocabulary. He uh, he passed what a year ago, I believe. No, not that long ago. Back Was in it? September, I believe. Okay, it seems like it's been a year. Uh, of course, his guardian, Doctor Pepperberg, has written a book called Alex and Me, and I wanted to get her on the phone. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Fine, fine. Uh, good to have you back on. Okay. I. The book chronicles your life with Alex, right? Tell us about Alex and his amazing skills. Well, over the course of his life, he learned to identify about thirty, well, about 50 different objects, seven colors, five shapes, quantities up to eight. He understood concepts of bigger and smaller, of same and different, of absence. He combined his labels to identify, request, refuse, categorize more than 100 different things in the laboratory. His vocalizations were intentional. So if he said he wanted a grape and you gave him a banana, you would be wearing that banana. (laughs) (laughs) So so he had a personality and an attitude. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And this is uh, what Alex can do is really typical of any parrot. Is that true? I believe so. I mean, Alex had the kind of training that, that, you know, no other bird has really had. Mm -hmm. But I think that the species is capable of of this type of behavior, yes. Alex left in September at 31, kind of young, is that correct? Yes, yes. I mean, I thought I would have another 10 years. What was that about? He had heart arrhythmia. Mm -hmm. And according to my vet, you know, even if I had been right there at the moment, there was nothing that could have been done. Mm. He lives on in the book, Alex and Me. The book is a memoir of our life together, and I wrote it because I realized after the outpouring of letters and, and emails that people sent all over the world and the interest in, in him and in the work, that a little bit of the backstory of what Alex and I had to go through to do what we did was in order. The training that Alex received, was this special training or just something you would do normally with a young child? No, it is somewhat special. There were parts of it that were what you would do with a young child in the sense of treating everything he said as meaningful. Mm -hmm. But there was a particular technique that I adopted from my German colleague, Dietmar Todt, called the model rival or MR technique, in which we demonstrated to the bird exactly what we wanted him to learn. As more of these cognitive skills become apparent, people are choosing birds as pets. Yes, and that's both good and bad. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I really caution people who come up to me and say, oh, I want to buy a great parrot because of you, to think about their lifestyles. This is a really big issue because great parrots are so smart. They don't do very well if they're left alone in a cage with not much to do for 8 to 10 hours a mm. day. And so I, I really ask people who have that kind of a lifestyle to think about birds like parakeets, little budgies or cockatiels, that really can be in a, you can get a cage big enough for them that won't take up your whole living room, and you can fill it with enough toys to really keep them occupied all day. And when you come home, they'll be happy to see you. They, they, can, they, can they go crazy if they're not occupied? I mean, literally. Well, I don't know about literally, but they certainly get into behavior patterns that are not good. Gray parrots will tend to pluck when they're left alone for long Mm. periods of time. Um, Some other parrots, cockatoos, will scream. They're much more like the screamers. They will also pluck. These are birds that are flock birds. In the wild, they're always, you know, more than one bird. There has to be because one bird can't 
look for predators and sure. feed at the same time. So they're always in flocks of at least you know two to three birds, and then you put them in your living room alone all day. Mm. Your brother's bird mumbles a lot, Judy. It just mumbles. You can't really m- make out what it's saying. He mumbles and he screams a lot. Does he scream? I can't tell yeah. if it's behavioral or if it's. Uh, just... I think it's boredom. What do you think might be going on there? Yeah. Well, the mumbling we call it graylish. Uh-huh. Uh, many times when when our birds are practicing the words that. We're going to be te- that we are teaching them, and they're going to be talking about. They mumble them and they play with them, just you know, sato voice. We actually taped Alex um, in his cage in the evening when there was the dusk light on before the full lights went. You know, the full lights had gone off, but before all the lights went off, there was a little dusk light, mm-hmm. and he'd sit there going green, bean, keen, keen, or he'd start playing with the vowels, ooh, ooh, boo, ooh, you know, things like that. So, yeah, we call that graylish. Well, his bird actually sounds like it's just having a conversation by itself. It just sits there and goes... <laughs> are, they, uh, are they birds that need to be with another bird, or they can be solitary? Well, they can be. They have to be in a flock, so they'll okay. happily adopt other people okay. as their flock. I mean, Alex had a small army of students who worked with him, and he's adopted, you know, adopted people as his flock. In fact, he was not too thrilled when we brought in... The younger gray parrot. He was quite jealous of them. Well, jealous being anthropomorphic, but he insisted on being the alpha bird in that that group at that point. So before you take on a bird, think it's quite a responsibility. Dr. Debbie, you see a lot of birds down there at the clinic? Yeah, we sure do. And and definitely I, I would agree that some of the, the, the great parrots are the more challenging ones because they are so smart and, you know, we have to watch out for them and, you know, kind of keep that environment enriched. Yeah. It's a, it can be a tough job, but it can be very rewarding. Check it out. Learn a little bit about it. Learn a little bit about this special, special bird. Alex and Me is the book, How a Scientist and a Parrot Uncovered a Hidden World of Animal Intelligence and Formed a Deep Bond in the Process. Dr. Irene Pepperberg is the author, and she's joining us. It's a great book, by the way. It's been, a, Of course, it's a bestseller, and it's been a bestseller for uh, how long now? Uh, well, it's ca- since it came out, October 28th, and it was on the New York Times list for 10 weeks, and we're still on the independent booksellers list. I'm going to go out, go ahead and give out 10 copies right now. It's on the Collins label. Uh, you can call us at one 405 8405 to pick up your copy of Alex and Me, or head to your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they've sold out, ask them to order it, or online at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or Borders. Dr. Pepperberg, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It's like a big family. That's why it's hard to remember their names. Maybe you could just... Got the list there? I got the list. You're working on the list? Working on the list. There you go. We'll pass the bread and butter down here then. (laughs) Dr. Debbie, of course, sitting at the head of the table with the white jacket on because she's earned that degree. She I believe she's one of the only uh the only ones in our group that spent a lot of time at school. Continues to refresh. I know Vladi, he goes to behavior classes all the time. 
And uh, we go to idiot classes once a month. Hal's <laughs> got a white jacket. It's a straight jacket, <laughs> but it's white. one 405 We have Dan on the phone. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Real good. What's on your mind? Well, I've got a uh, rescued greyhound, and I'd like to turn her into more of a watchdog instead of a lap dog. Instead of a what? <laughs> lap dog. <laughs> you mean your, your greyhound's a lap dog, did you say? What kind of dog? Uh, she's a greyhound. Greyhound? But, um, yeah, she, she thinks um, she's the queen of the house. I mean, uh, of course, she's yeah. rotten. <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm wanting her to become more of a uh, a watchdog since she's there with my wife by herself. So uh, okay. I didn't know if there was any tricks to making teaching a dog to do this. Okay, what is her general um, personality? Um, how does she normally behave and interact in the home? Oh, she's just she's um, the home the home is her palace. And uh, if anybody comes to the door, they're they're there to see her, not anybody else. Okay, she kind of pushes ahead of the crowd, <laughs> get her pettings. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to tell you there that Dan, you may have picked the wrong breed um, for the purpose of being a guard dog. Um, well, Rayhounds yeah. are. They're, they're not really known for um, strong protective instinct. And, in fact, a lot of greyhounds can be very submissive um, and even a little bit of fearful. Now, if she yeah. sounds like she's pretty well adjusted and she likes people coming to the home, um, yeah, it's hard to change those stripes and to make her into a uh, aggressive dog. And I wouldn't encourage that. Um, right. You know, you can you can encourage um, alertness to things like doorbell sounds um, and have her you know teach her to bark to those type of things. But it's really hard for some dogs to ask them. It's like asking a Labrador to to be a guard dog. You know, they are just such. Um, <laughs> wiggly little uh, love bugs that it's really hard for them to have those types of skills. And that's how breeds have developed over the years is that there's aptitudes with different breeds for some of these different skills. Um, So I don't think I'm going to really have a lot of great advice here for you, Dan. I I didn't think. I didn't know. We used to have two of them, and the other one was too aggressive. And uh, when when they were together, when somebody would rattle the door or, or they would hear noises outside, you know, the one would get up and the other one would follow. But uh, then they tend to not get along together. So we had to send her back to the uh, shelter, but they, she got readopted. But uh, oh, this goodness. one here, I mean, we used to have Bashans, and uh, she thinks she's just an overgrown Bashan. She she wants to come right up in, in your lap, and uh, when, it, when it's time for attention, uh, she, she comes over and nudges you, and, and when it's time... To go to bed, she barks and goes to bed. So. Well, she's got a good deal going. I don't, I don't think I would change it if I were her. She's saying that's very well. Yeah, she's got she's got your number. Yeah. And Dan, All you know, right. if you are looking for, you know, a, a dog that has maybe some of those instincts, you know, you might look at maybe adopting another pet. And, you know, not that I'd tell you to go looking for an aggressive dog, but maybe a different um, breed background, a different personality, um, you know, and then he can hail the queen, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, probably when we when we get up to, we've got some acreage, and, and uh, once we get up there, then I'll probably encourage that uh, a little more because I'll have more room to run then. 
Well, so. very good. Well, I hope that All works right, out I in the household. It was a pleasure. one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. One very strange difference in the studio today. Stop it. I don't need to be reminded. You don't have your doggy. Where's Ladybug? Oh, she's been at the vet for two days being spayed. I'm having withdrawals. Two days. Big time. But she comes home in about three hours. Wow. Yes. Your husband tells me you haven't slept for two days. Is that correct? No. You know, and I've been trying the champagne and thinking that might (laughs) knock me out, but uh, for two nights I've been up. Well, it's all for the better. How'd that work for you? Yeah. Did that work for you? Any suggestions? I might keep the champagne tonight, even though she's home. I kind of like it. You'll like uh, that habit. I'm I'm hoping the both of us will sleep very well tonight. Of course, it's a routine spay that's that's being done at a very, I don't want to say hypervigilant vet, but a vet that's looking out after your animal. Yeah, for someone who keeps the dog two days, a full day ahead of time to do the prep and lab and stuff is very thorough, I have to admit. And then, of course, she'll live an extra couple of years because she avoids those cancers that you can get if you don't spay your animal. Right, and I caught her before her first heat, so that's even better. Oh, very good. Okay, so she'll be back with you uh, in just a matter of hours right now. And then, of course, uh, on the way next week... Vlade and myself live from Orlando, Florida, the Global Pet Expo at the Orlando Orlando Convention Center. We'll be reporting all the brand new pet products from uh, dog wigs to cat toilets. They have some pretty cool stuff. Yes, they do. Dog wigs. <laughs> dog wigs. Do, doesn't your They're dog the have They're the hottest thing. They yes, really they are. are. They really are in pink and uh, in purple and all kinds of bright fluorescent co- colors. Those all, poor dogs. We'll have giveaways of everything we talk about next week. Every item that's on the air, you will have a chance to pick up just by calling our toll-free number. All the details next week right here on Animal Radio. Uh, what have we got coming up in the news, Bobby? We're going to be talking about a police officer in Washington State who liter- literally went above and beyond the call of duty, rescuing a Labrador retriever from a rather stinky situation. I will have all the details coming up in the news. I know we're not alone, but we're, we're the kind of people that probably obsess over our pets a little too much. I mean, they're eating better than we are during these economic times. We're, we're eating the pizza and they're eating the premium can dog food but i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i'll let that happen. what about you vlad are you doing okay what are you feeding the animals you know what i i'm getting the best dog food i can get because i truly believe uh if we can a, a little bit if i will invest a little bit of money to buying the great dog food i will save a lot of money in the long run i hear a pitch coming on that's yeah. for AFS, isn't it? <laughs> well, they're good food. i got to tell you that right now. What do you got coming up uh, later on, Vladi? You know what? Uh, hey, there's so much couples or families are planning to get the new puppy. So I would like to talk about some tips which the people would not make the wrong decisions and wrong choices. Very good. That's all on the way. one 405 Hi, Angel. Hey. How are you doing? I am doing good. I'm on my way up to Richmond, Virginia. Well, so what's going on? Well, I have a little uh, 15 and a half year old. Uh, she's about five pounds, and she's uh, an odd mix. She looks like a Shih Tzu. She's a Shih Tzu, Chihuahua, and Pekingese. And I would like to know what the symptoms are for hip dysplasia. Um, is there a change in stance? Is there a change in her gait? Um, she doesn't seem to indicate any pain. 
but she seems to be much less steady on her feet. But she also rides in a truck a lot. Okay. And so when you say she's a little bit unsteady on her feet, do her feet give out on her, or is she just slow getting up? She just, um, when she's just kind of standing there, not in the truck, like when we take her out to walk her and everything, sometimes she just kind of wobbles like maybe she doesn't have her land feet yet. You know, okay. I, I'm not sure if it's because of the truck or if it's because of, of uh, but it's something that's kind of appeared within the last year. Okay, well, and she's definitely old enough that we would want to talk about, um, and I probably uh, gear more towards what we'd call osteoarthritis um, than just hip dysplasia, because hip dysplasia is only one part of the body that can have problems. And in dogs, they can have elbow dysplasia, they can have spinal arthritis, so you can really have um, pain and arthritic changes kind of anywhere in the body, and that can create problems in mobility and getting around. And you know, for an for an old gal, um, you know, like that, I would say if we're worried about the back end, we sometimes do see some distinctive problems in the back end, um, where we might have a crossing over of the back feet, where they do seem kind of uncoordinated and almost drunk. Um, and we, we can see problems where um, getting up from a seated or a lying position is difficult, and you just kind of see it almost in the extra effort, that you know, the push to get up. That can be a sign that there's pain um, and or muscle weakness. And then finally, you know, if we're seeing continence problems in the back end, if we're having urine accidents, we're having poop in accidents, those can be signs that we might be having some problems with the hindquarters. But in general, when we look anywhere on this on, on a dog's body um, arthritis can affect how easily they get up so really you're looking for that exaggerated effort you're looking for a limp and you're looking for a pet who might have maybe quivering or um, tremors with their muscles because the, if the joints aren't working really well and they're not moving in the full nice long strides that they should the muscles can atrophy and they can weaken and that will translate to a, maybe a trembling or shaking leg. So so those are some of the things that I would definitely keep an eye out for. Okay. Uh, the muscle uh, weakness I think is what it is an indicator. Does that um, will that encourage hip dysplasia, or is that maybe just because she's gotten older and also she lives on a truck, you know, without as much exercise as other dogs? Sure. And, you know, I, I can't say I don't do a lot of the truck driving, but I can imagine where, like, the having your sea legs, you know, might be a little bit disorienting when she first gets to land. Um, there definitely can be medical problems, metabolic problems that cause weakness, problems like thyroid okay. disorders, other types of hormone disorders that can cause a generalized muscle weakness. The other thing would be, you know, when we talk about the spine, um, some breeds of dogs um, can have uh, particular problems with disc problems. That's hard to say. Um, but that can actually cause back pain and can even lead to signs of paralysis where their feet, where they drag them, or they may not really sense where they're at in space and they just kind of trip over them or they cross their feet over. So if we're seeing something like that, then I would say we definitely want to get some x-rays because we want to make sure we're heading down the right road, whether it's a orthopedic problem and maybe we need some pain medicine and some joint remedies, or if it's something more of a neurologic problem, and then we're going to have a totally different um, type approach where we maybe deal with pain medicine, but we might need to gear something towards inflammation. So okay. that might be a, you know, I know she's an older gal, but that might be a good investment in just to kind of get the right pathway and make sure we're heading down the right road there. This is Dr. Debbie, and if you have a question for me, give me a call or email me at docdebbie at animalradio.com.
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A disagreement about dogs at a wedding left four people shot, including the bride and groom. Although 50 people attended the outdoor Arkansas wedding, the details are still sketchy. Authorities said the shooting happened moments after Melissa Smith and Mike Beavers took their vows along Piney Creek in rural Pope County. Smith the Bride said the shooting began after Patrick Paul Duvall's dog started fighting with her dog, who was a guest at the wedding. Duvall was not a guest and didn't know the couple. The dog fight started a human fight, which ended up with 29-year-old Duvall shooting the bride and groom, plus two other guests. Three of the guests were driven to the police station in the back of a pickup truck, while police found a fourth victim at the site of the wedding. Patrick Paul Duvall now faces four counts of first-degree felony battery, each of which carries a maximum prison sentence of 20 years and a $15,000 fine. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. The serene studio, everyone sort of mellowed out. The animals all kicking it. Tell us, getting near the end of the show. Oh, we, have a lot of we need to rustle it up a little bit. Pick Bring up. the energy Pick back up. up. Hey, you know what I wanted to mention really fast? A few years ago, I wouldn't be caught dead buying pet insurance because I believed that uh, you can put a little money in the in the bank account and, and watch that money grow. 
get a little interest, and then pull it out if you need it. But I'm watching my friends deal with kind of issue, big issues that cost a lot of money. And I'm afraid that I'm going to be caught in that kind of situation. And now there's more and more procedures that are available. You'll attest to this, doctor, that oh, yeah. cost a lot of money. Do you have a lot of patients that uh, use the insurance? You know, I, overall, it's a small percentage, but it is great at this time of uh, the economy. I mean, there are a lot of folks that I know that have really benefited, you know, paying out $1,600 to their vet their vet bill um, for major problems. So it really can make a difference, especially when your money is tight. We have a lot of pets here. And the more pets you add, it becomes really imperative that maybe you, you should have some coverage for them. And I'm going to encourage you to check out I'm a, I sound a little Italian there. I'm going to encourage you to check out Pets Best Insurance. Pets Best Insurance at PetsBest.com. Okay, I will. You're going to do that? I'm going to do I, that. You're going to sign up. Yes. No, I heard from a couple of clients. Really good. Company. It's a good company. Good, and good, good, good. You know, there's a lot of companies out there. There's uh, what, VIP, Purina's got a new one. Uh, there's a lot of insurance companies. The reason that I went to Pets Best Insurance is because Dr. Jack Stevens, he's the owner. He's the, he's the big guy, and he got on the phone with me, and we talked, and we established a relationship, and I realized this guy's in it for the right reasons. And he's hooked up with Aetna. Aetna is now an underwriter for them. Wow, they're a big company. Big company. They're doing good stuff. So if you're thinking about getting insurance, head on over to PetsBest.com and type in Animal Radio in the code box there. You'll get all the information. They'll give you a quote just by your zip code. Wow. So remember to type in Animal Radio. Yes? And I can tell you that definitely on the vet side, that company gives us less headaches. You know, they, they, they do what they're designed to do. They don't try to manage the veterinarian and they'll say, yes, we'll take care of that for you. And you're, 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 this is coming from the heart there. You're not being paid to say this, doc. They work no, very well with no. you. I wish I was. <laughs> Neither am I. I'll tell you that right now. I just want to share it with you because I think it's important if you're getting insurance that you find a good company. There's a lot of companies that are doing some bad things right now. You can find out a little bit about it on the internet. And, of course, uh, if you want to find out more about Pets Best, I think we're going to put up a link over at Animal Radio because we put up a link to everything we talk about at AnimalRadio.com. We have, uh, is it uh, Lucy on the phone? Hey, Lucy. Hi, how you doing? How Thank you, you for having me. Where are you calling from, Lucy? I'm in Pennsylvania, Bushkill Fall. I'm always listening because I'm an animal lover of all animals. Ooh. Okay. She has the same accent like I have. Sort of. Where are you from? Originally from Cuba. From Cuba. Wow. But it's like uh, Russian friends were anyway, so, you know. Yeah. And they still are. <laughs> so like can shake Italian, her Italian <laughs> French, English, and Spanish. Wow. 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 Yeah, I barely have a... Uh, he can barely speak English. English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have a big question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. We own three Shih Tzus, and my baby, uh, the youngest one, is a Spy Carambo, and she's seven years, one month old. Okay. And he started having, like, some congestion, and I took him to the bed. We always use uh, Newton Veterinarian Hospital in New Jersey, and he had been there since uh, two weeks old. So December 11 is when we start having the problem. We went there and we saw his bed, and uh, he have an exam uh, of X-rays, uh, pre-anesthesia test, antibiotic injection. He gave me a Clavamox, 125 milligrams, 
and uh, we bring him back home. We tried, and nothing improved. December 18, we went back there. He had a complete blood count, and he gave me Batril 68 milligrams, and we started with that treatment. Then December 29, he had another blood count, and he gave me trimenosulfa uh, 120 milligrams, and that's where we are right now. He said that he have like an infection on his gums, and that was creating that. But during the night, he is totally congested, and he he is well. This is gonna sound funny, but I'm gonna imitate him. He go. <laughs> he cannot actually breathe well. He he tried to open his little mouth to breathe, and and I cleaned his nose. I even put a little mm. bit of saline solution, like a baby, but it really don't work good. And I okay. don't see that much improvement. So it sounds like you've had a lot um, diagnostically done to try to figure out with things. So did they say comfortably that we are um, dealing with like a pneumonia infection or is no, that not necessary? not say anything about pneumonia and that's what I'm afraid because I know they can catch pneumonia. Okay. And the blood now, count is another issue. When we took it the first time, the blood count it was, what, 20? Very high, like 20,000. Then the second time went to uh, 16 and then stayed right there on 16. So I'm afraid my, my well, I call it my baby. My baby has something that they are not clearly done, even though when we had the blood test, they said everything they taste for. Okay. Now, and originally when you first started having the problems, you, you described that kind of sound, that kind of congested sound. Are we doing any actual coughing, like a <laughs> kind of thing, or is it more the <laughs> kind of sound? Yeah, that kind of sound. And he sneezed like like, uh, like a person. He say, oh, you are allergic to me, baby. He goes, uh-huh. I sure, I sure. And then when he sneezes, uh, it's a little bit discharged from his nostril. And now... This another thing that it worries me tremendously is mm-hmm. that in the discharge, like a little flames, is 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 like a, he have some blood in there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to think. Okay. Well, some of this is a little difficult to say because um, seeing X-rays and seeing all of the lab work in front of me would would be really kind of helpful. Now, if we're assuming that, other than the high white count and um, what you're describing as happening, we, our heart is good. We're not having any signs of a heart-related problem, and we've got more of a respiratory concern. Yeah, you know, it is possible we'd be worried about something lower in the lungs, but for some of the weird breathing sounds, kind of what the reverse sneezing sound is, if people are familiar with that. It kind of sounds like um, almost an asthma attack for a dog. It's that <laughs> kind of sound. It almost is a fit that they have. For dogs that do a lot of that, um, I look up to the sinus area. So, um, you know, their suggestion to kind of look at the teeth isn't a bad idea um, because sometimes we can have 
bad teeth that, because those little roots of the teeth go up into the sinus area, that can really create a respiratory problem just from some bum teeth inside there. So even the bad odor to his mouth, that will improve on antibiotics. And that's just kind of a a short-term type thing. So I would say that, you know, we'll want to check um, those teeth and I would probably want to clean those. If we're worried about a congestion type thing, kind of more of a a sinus or almost an upper respiratory problem, then I often will use some different uh, antihistamines to help alleviate some of those signs. Um, So that might be a possibility as well. But when you describe blood coming up, that always gets my little radar up because there really shouldn't be any blood coming out of a a nose area for any good reason other than a dog running into a door. Um, Because if there's blood coming out of any kind of nasal discharge, it really tells us we're looking for either infection or we're looking for tumor, or we're looking for some other bleeding-type problem. So I would say that, um, you know, there's other tests beyond, um, you know, having a dental procedure, but there's a lot that can be seen in doing a very thorough oral exam. Um, if everything else is coming along, that might be a reasonable next step, because otherwise I'll send you to a specialist and they're going to take a little tube and go looking up his nose and, you know, find out things in a more aggressive way. But if it's something simple... Let's let's start simple and let's kind of look at some of those things that are very common for causing congestion and uh, uh, nasal type problems. So I, I would give that a try. And you know, that sounds like they're kind of heading heading the right way. So um, you know, I keep moving forward. Okay. Uh, uh, one thing that I always watch is that he he still have his appetite. Tremendous appetite. He is the heaviest <laughs> one of all. He's 27 pounds, 27 pounds, 5 uh, ounces. And he, but he's so, he's, you know, he's always perking up and now he's kind of uh, uh, slow down to his normal being and, and all that. Uh, and this is something that is really worries. You know, we are mommy and daddy. As a matter of fact, daddy's here listening to you too and he's so concerned can he just say something to you please yes sure go right ahead yes dr debbie this is joe um originally about three weeks ago reason we took him because he was very listless he was sleeping all the time he had no energy that's what started we took him to the red they had x-rays they did blood tests they said they had uh, an infection and uh, they started on the antibiotics but this is three weeks now. Now he's got he's got pep back, but he still has that what my wife was describing. So we're going to call the the our vet uh, Monday and uh, let him know. He said if the blood's coming out of one nose, he's concerned. If it's coming out of both, I didn't understand that, but that's what he had said. It still bothers me either which way. Um, if one maybe distinction there is if it comes out of both sides of the nose, then we worry about something either higher up in the nose or some kind of bleeding problem. Um, but yeah, I, I really would say that nasal bleeding, it, it really makes me very concerned. So I would I would get him back in there so they can take a peek. Yeah, it was very, very little, just twice that blood came out. And uh, what concerned what me need? is the uh, the... Uh, antibiotics. I mean, there's three antibiotics already, and neither one is correcting the the wheezing and the the, the sounds that he makes. And he's got a lot of congestion. He's not breathing. Mm-hmm. He's breathing through his mouth. So yeah. that's about it, doctor. I just wanted to you know touch base with you as another 
doctor besides absolutely so yeah i mean and, and it sounds like you guys are very attentive parents so you know i i can sense your concern and i, I think you're heading along the right path and you know we will definitely need to kind of maybe look a little bit more structurally into that nose area into the back of the throat and i, and I think that you know we'll get some answers sometimes that road to the diagnosis is a crooked and pebbled road so hang in there work with your veterinarian and uh, it's a teamwork effort so hang in hang in there there this is dr debbie with animal radio 1-866-405-8405 this is an animal radio news update brought to you by simple solution i'm bobby hill for animal radio The South Korean biotech firm noted for its canine cloning techniques announced last week that the cost of cloning just got cheaper. RNL Bio said it's cut the cost of genetic duplication by 50% thanks to new technology. Of course, pet owners wishing to Xerox their favorite Fido will still have to come up with close to $50,000 and wait in line behind working dogs. The company is giving priority to cloning sniffer dogs used at airports. Wait, this is the same company that cloned boogers, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. That made so the what's your face running. could have saved a whole bunch of money, huh? I'm oh, telling you. Just waited. There you go. A police officer in Kalama, Washington, went above and beyond the call of duty when he reached into a sewage tank to rescue a Labrador retriever. Officer Jeff Ski was able to grab the sinking chocolate lab by the ear and pull it out by the scruff of the neck after the stray jumped into the sewage treatment plant's digester. The officer's uniform sleeves were the only part coated with the foamy liquid. That is until the dog gave a vigorous shake. Officer Ski reportedly (laughs) showered off. And here's the best part. The bathed Labrador was adopted later that day by a lady who named him Hershey. Oh, give me the uh, Beyond the Call of Duty award. That's yes. what I think we need. I, thank you. I appreciate it because he really did. We should we should give him a holler next week and talk to him. Yeah. Remember the Roger Miller lyrics from that song, You Can't mm-hmm. Roller Skate in a Buffalo Herd? Mm-hmm. Here's a verse that may or may not be added to that song. You can't ride a white horse when you're drunk in a blizzard. <laughs> That's what police in Cody, Wyoming, arrested 28-year-old Benjamin Daniels for after getting calls from motorists who couldn't see the slow-moving white horse in a recent snowstorm. Mm. Officers who stopped Daniels couldn't help but notice he was intoxicated. He was detained overnight with an invitation to return to face a municipal judge. A friend of the alleged drunk riding cowboy picked up the horse and safely trailered it home. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. one 405 you lucky devil, it's Animal Radio. Hope you're gathered round with your pets, your iguanas, your chia pet. Chia pet was my first pet. Very low-maintenance pet, I suggest it if you travel a lot. I, of course, killed my chia pet. But I'm doing much better with my pets now. Yeah, you're doing you know, great with the cactus. I'm hoping I'll get fish someday. Uh, hopefully you take care of your pets much better. I know Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is with us, and he's answering your dog behavior questions. If you want to play with the big dogs, you can't pee with the puppies, is what they say. one 405 Do we have Bob on the phone? Yes, you do. Hi, Bob. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How you doing? Good. You're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Bob, what's happening, guys? 
Well, I just, what is uh, your question? I have a four-month-old golden retriever named Buddy. What could, what could, what could go wrong with the Nutty Golden? Tell me, please. It's a Democrat dog who loves everybody, thinks everyone is a good guy, wants to well, please everyone. He's an independent dog. We don't say Democrat in my house. Oh, okay, he's independent. You can, okay, so I guess you have a problem with him. Okay, what what does he do? He's biting someone? No, no, he's uh, he's four months old and he's he's jumping up and and uh, I tell him down and I step back away from him when he jumps up, but he's he's still jumping, you know, quite a bit. Oh, okay. That's the simple thing, simplest things to do. Uh, why he jumps? Because it's always benefit him. I mean, he jumps, you pushing him, you yelling at him, and whatever, and he just loves, see there, he loves to drive you nuts. Uh, that's yeah. the golden thing laps like to do. Any attention better than no attention. So he well, needs to get I attention. Yell, I, don't, I don't yell at him, I just tell him down, you know, and are off. But down, Bob, down means lay down. It's, well, I mean it's off. not that. It, I meant, I meant off. I didn't mean down. Oh, it's off at you. So you know, it's not matter what you say. It's matter what you've done. What you need to do, you need to show your goal. How many times you saw dog jumps on the rose bushes? You know, it's the same thing. The dog jumps on the rose bushes and something unpleasant happened. So you don't need, in four months, you don't need a kind of, you know, any harsh corrections, whatever, on this golden, but you have to show him you, you displeased with that. What is the simple way of correction? You have to, Bob, invade his space before he invades yours. So what I would do if I were you, if he jumps at me, I momentarily move forward simultaneously, make that movements for lunch toward him, like just a little bit. Make that sound, ah, and clap my hands, just like that, startle him into the attention. If, if that's not gonna work, I'm going to escalate. I'm going to do the same things by having in my hands a pop can. So what I'm going to do, I am saying ah and drop that pop can on the floor and and freeze i'm gonna freeze and make that startling effect on him if that's not going to work i'm going to use a product it's called co2 tire inflator which is emitting gentle air like this yes one 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 blast of the air and your in your bad dog's behavior will go away it's just you know you make that make that move push the button ah boom and you can get that product from uh, any bicycle store it's a very very effective that's what I would do. Now, uh, if he, I mean, when I'm spending my time with this dog and such and such, I maybe time from time will put the leash on him and I will provoke the issue. I basically will tell, tell him, my baby, you want to jump at me? And make sure the leash is slack. And if he jumps at me, I will snap him, snap the leash away. <clears throat> he, sorry, he backs off. And I say, good boy. And after say, you want to, you want, not jump, jump. I will provoke the issue. If, Bob, if I say, if you would work for me, I say, Bob, I love your job, but I'm not going to pay you starting from Monday. How many times you're going to perform this behavior if not going to get anything nice in return? The same things like this. If I tell you, Bob, push the button and anvil bum on your head. How many times you're going to push the button? The same things. Provoke the issue. Make the dog to practice the behavior, which you don't want him to, to exist, to, to, to practice. And after that, you know, use this uh, quick fix when you need it. Those two things together will work very quick, Bob. I guarantee you. Thank you so much for calling. Спасибо. Oh, you know the Russian too. 
<laughs> Thank you, Bob. I, I think I think you don't need to have a Putin in your household. You can take care of that now. I see you can take care of this yourself. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. For more than 30 years, human doctors have used various types of surgical lasers to help people heal faster and with less pain. But it's only been within the past 10 years that veterinarians have started utilizing the same technology, providing a similar level of comfort for their patients. Using a laser during surgery instead of a scalpel blade provides many advantages to the surgeon. First, the precision nature of lasers enables the veterinarian to finely tune the amount of tissue affected by the surgery. This reduces damage to the surrounding area. Second, lasers will help control bleeding by sealing off many tiny capillaries and vessels that may leak during normal surgeries. Third, lasers help reduce the amount of swelling that's associated with any sort of surgery. Lasers vaporize cells, so bacteria that could start an infection will also be vaporized, helping to minimize the potential of postoperative infections. And finally, lasers reduce the amount of pain involved in surgeries by actually sealing the ends of nerves of the affected tissues. This stops the pain impulse and will actually help the pet heal faster. With all these advantages, many more veterinarians have started to offer the choice of laser surgery for their patients. For most veterinarians, using the laser during routine spay or neuter can help minimize the swelling and discomfort that many pets might experience. But beyond routine surgeries such as that, there are a multitude of other procedures that benefit with the use of lasers in surgery. Any oral surgery will will actually go smoother with a laser because there's less bleeding. Cosmetic surgeries, such as repairing constricted nostrils in a pug type of breed, also benefit because of the precise nature of that laser. Lasers have been used to remove anal sacs in dogs who experience trouble expressing them. By far, one of the most common uses of surgical lasers is to declaw cats. Although this elective surgery has many supporters and many opponents, almost everyone would agree that the advent of the laser in declawing cats has helped to minimize the trauma associated with this surgery. Cats who've been declawed with a laser are often running and playing within hours of the surgery. Beyond all these wonderful advantages, the laser does have a single major drawback. For some veterinarians, the cost of purchasing a laser is just out of reach. But many veterinarians are finding that the numerous benefits of laser surgery far outweigh the cost. For those clients whose veterinarians have purchased a laser to help provide a more human-like level of care, you might expect the surgical invoices to increase a little bit. From the routine surgeries to repairing hereditary abnormalities, lasers are helping veterinarians keep their patients healthy and happy. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. 
This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. All right, I'm going to Disneyland on Monday. Again? Oh, I haven't. I didn't go the last time. I thought I was going to go, so it's it's supposedly on for sure for Monday. It seems like you're always at Disneyland. It's, I have it's, a year pass. Yeah, but I have you, one of those passes. It's I, a great place it, to go when you've just been fired. Come isn't on, there just like yeah, really? But isn't there a, a point where you just have done all the rides and everything? Oh, see, you do not understand. No. the the ambiance of no. a true Disney freak. Yeah. I guess not. Oh, the people watching and. Yeah. And we have contests to see how many times we can ride the exact same ride in one day. Wow. (laughs) Well, anyway, animal communicator Joy Turner, she is up next. If you want to talk to your animals through Joy, 1-866-405-8405 right now. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. We're celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. The whole gang is here, except for one, and we'll tell you about that in just a second. Dr. Debbie is here answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405. She's concocting her caffeine-based drink right now, and she's wandering towards the studio, as well as Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We still don't know what he's drinking, but every time he comes into the studio, he he mixes a package of something in, uh, it looks like a sugar package, but brown. Very mysterious. 
serious looking. Yeah, yes. He just told us to tell the guys from the DEA that it's tea. Tea. Okay, it's just tea. Also, animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way, uh, reaching out to the other side. Susan Sims. With Fido Friendly Travel Talk, Bobby with uh, with our news, Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage. And the one omission is Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua that's not a, not a chihuahua. Uh, she is at the veterinarian. It's all routine. Yes. What's the deal? She was spayed yesterday, and she comes home in just a few hours. She's actually Yay. been there for two days, and I'm missing her big time. You really are. You're a different woman. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm like a mother, yeah, without her child. You Too haven't nice. been focused. No, it's been hard. I haven't been sleeping. It's been difficult. Poor Judy. Well, she's really... hell for that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 let's uh, let's why hit not? the. You know, why not? I get the blame for everything. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Joy Turner, I got to ask you. Uh, we have Ladybug, who's at the vet right now, has been away from mom for two days. What is she thinking? She's thinking. She's not sure what's going on. I bet. Does so here's the deal. Anytime anybody does anything like this, if you explain to them what's going on ahead of time and when they'll get to come home. Well, did you do that? Did you? Did I, you I told her, to yeah, Bug? two dark, two nights, two dark evenings, two when it gets dark outside, two times, so she would understand that in two nights she would be able to come home. Is that is that the way to do it? Um, well, yes, except for some reason she didn't get that because Uh-oh. she was thinking light. Oh. Because she was thinking she wasn't going to come home in the dark, she was going to come home in the light. Yeah, she's coming home in the light, but I tried to explain it was going to be two nights. Okay, damage control, damage control. You would say she's pretty pissed off. (laughs) Okay, well, no, she's not actually mad. She's a little bit concerned that she might be going to be left there longer than she's supposed to be. Hmm. So, so I can talk to her if you'd like. Yeah, tell her as soon as the show is over, uh, Judy's going to go over there and get her. Okay, Hi, yeah, I'm telling her hi, and I want to tell her that Mom and Dad wanted me to talk to her and tell her that she's coming home today, pretty soon, as soon as they're done working here, and she says, well, hurry up. (laughs) That sounds like something she would say. Okay, well, I understand they're preparing some special food for her, some of her favorite food made by scratch. Oh, she goes, ooh. Yeah, so she'll have a nice warm meal when she comes home and a nice warm lap. Very good. She now, says, good. That's what she wants. She'll, she'll be in a, one of those Elizabethan collars. Is that correct, I believe? I, we'll have to see. I, it depends if she's, you know, a dog that's going to pick at her incision or she may leave it alone. I'll have to talk to the vets when I get there and see how she's been doing. <sighs> Boy, the ladies have it tough, I tell you. With the neutering yes. and the guys, it's just an in-and-out procedure. Just oh, like it would that. have been one day thing if it was a male. It took me a day to get neutered. Just, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you, uh, the party animal on Animal Radio. Hey, Valentine's Day, all right? We're all excited about Valentine's Day. Well, no, that's a lot. I don't even know. You can tell that I riff when I do these. When I Really, I'm not excited. I'm really not excited about it at all. But the funny thing that I wanted to tell you is I actually saw greeting cards uh, Valentine's Day cards for your dog or cat. Um, did I miss the primetime live special? Did I miss the, the, the breaking news that you can now teach your dog or cat to read? Really? What? I, who came up with this? 
Who's the lunatic that came up with it? Who's the lunatic that's going to buy it? And then do they, like, read it to their dude? They bend over to the dog. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I love my dog, and he loves me, too. What is go Valentine's Day cards for your pet? I mean, I understand my my dog cruiser rest in peace cruiser i remember once i got him a heart-shaped uh you know biscuit snack for for valentine's day but i don't know that i would get him a card even if it was like a scratch and sniff of another dog's butt Vinny pen party animal animal radio you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on learn more It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog, 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang is here to answer your questions, whether it be about your dog, your cat, your iguana, your chia pet. And next weekend, I will be live with Vlade from the Orlando Convention Center for the Global Pet Expo. Now, Oprah has her giveaway show. You know, Mm -hmm. once a year she has this show. That's a really big show. It is a big show. Everyone in the audience Gets, gets a prize. Yeah, lots of prizes. Now, I said, to the, prizes. Yeah, yeah. I said to the guys here, I went into the boss, I said, can we give everyone that listens to Animal Radio a prize on one certain weekend, like Oprah everyone? does? And they said, well, you know, that's several million people. Yes. So we, we can't do that. But every item we talk about next week from the Global Pet Expo, all these brand new pet products... If you're the first caller at one 405 8405 next weekend... When you hear us talk about the product, you'll get the product. It's just like the Oprah show. Wow, almost. it's that easy, huh? Just that easy. And, of course, we do this uh, twice a year. We do right? this in the in the fall, the spring and the fall. Yes. Uh, once from the left coast, once from the right coast. This will be my first time to do it from Orlando. We're very excited about that. That's all next week right here on Animal Radio. one 405 And we have Sue on the line. Hi, Sue. Well, hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. All right, where it's nice and sunny and warm, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> What's calling, going on? I'm calling about a dog that I adopted um, from the animal um, shelter in uh, November. And okay. I was visiting him. Well, actually, I, I'm a dog walker, and I fell in love with him um, last summer, and I brought him home in November. Uh, he's a five-year-old lab Catahoula mix, and he's okay. a great dog, love to death. But I live here with my husband, and my daughter and her husband live with us uh, temporarily. And this dog seems to be confused who his owner is, I think. Is that possible? How so? Well, what's, well, what's he doing? He, he, he follows me around when I'm here by himself, by myself with him. But when my son-in-law walks in, he just takes off. And he won't come to me when I call or anything. He, it's like he thinks he's his dog and he's mine <laughs> and it bothers you huh <laughs> well yeah I'm, I, maybe it's jealousy but, but seriously I mean I, I can't he he just you know he just clings to him and I have to like really encourage him to come with me um, to get him away from him and I'm thinking does he think he's his dog well, this might be something more than just um, you know who's who's the head head dog of the house, if you will. Um, who's the caretaker of the home? You know, who's giving him food? Who's letting him outside? Taking care of all of his needs? Majority of that would be me, but playtime okay. is my son-in-law. He definitely okay. plays with him more than I do. 
You may have the same phenomenon going on in your house that I have in mine. I do all of what you just described. You feed them, um, take care of all of the medications, the light grooming, things like that. And my dogs, when I come home from work every night, they attack my husband and start playing with him and giving him attention. And I am truly chopped liver. And they just have no interest in anything that I have to do. But, you know, that's where it's kind of what what resource the different individuals are giving. Now, if he is always kind of anxious and following people around the house, then then that would be maybe a little bit more of something we need to talk about in the household setting, about maybe setting up some routines that are really predictable for him. But mm-hmm. if it's when your your son just comes home, it's a playtime, then I don't necessarily think that's a forgetting who's the owner type thing it's just um you know that's the activity that they participate in together no different than if a you know a colleague came over and they played in the backyard it's ooh yay every time i see this person we play so there's a really oh, big okay. positive reward okay and, well that makes that, that makes me feel better yeah I mean, I didn't want, and, I didn't, because i've never had an older dog like this before um i thought you know that was part of when you adopt a dog an older dog kind of thing and i just was confused yeah no and he's got he's settled into the house so is, is he comfortable in any behavioral problems like digging or being destructive anything like that no no he really he's a he's a real good boy so. Oh, awesome well yeah well, well Sue, I, do, I totally sympathize with what you're going through because it is it's a daily battle in our household <laughs> and it just doesn't seem fair because when you provide all of the love all of that attention and um you know i just can't even get a good petting or a head scratch come the end of the day so i'm with you there <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much for your call sue this is dr debbie at one 405 8405 you know what I, I sense something a little bit different going on here today in the studio. There is. It, it's you a can tell, little bit huh? quiet. Something's different. There's somebody's missing. Yeah. What's yeah. the deal? Your, uh, my your chihuahua? Li- my little chihuahua, my little ladybug, is at the vet. She was spayed yesterday, and I pick her up. I've been watching the clock in less than two hours. And you've been oh, actually excellent. counting down the hours. Oh, I've been counting down the hours. Yes, I have. I miss her terribly. Dr. Debbie, And I- she did good, right? I mean, everything went well. Everything went well. I found out she weighs five pounds, four ounces. And, uh, but i got to say, you've been good. pretty unfocused focused since uh, for the last two days. Well, can you blame me? My baby's gone. You're in love. I'm telling you, yeah. you're smitten with that I'm dog. Hooked. You really are. Aww, what a doll she is. Well, hopefully I will have good Disney stories for you next week. Good. Bye, Bye kids. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.